Hello guys, girls, parents and pets from news to shoes to album reviews and everything in between. Welcome to, what is it, episode 26 of the One Stop Hip Hop Shop. I'm Rob. T. T. That's it. <laughs> so we've got a very long show right now, very long. Yep. Uh, okay, so what is it, about 43 minutes because we've just done one long recording so that's obviously the first show mm-hmm. so i want to see how long this one will be all right gonna take off 43 i'm gonna write that down because i will forget all right let's do our 10 through 6 songs we'll open up the show with that you got that 10 through 6 yes so leaving four no Wait. five why don't we just do all of them all right if you want to do all of them then go go ahead mate <laughs> Start from 10 though Yeah You've got to go backwards mate Monica Lewinsky By uh, St. John Mate my, That was number 11 for me you know? Oh there you go Featuring didn't, didn't a boogie with the hoodie That's just such like a Like a hauntingly good Like Melody that he's got Yeah Fucking love it I'm like hearing it right now uh, Nothing left Nothing left From the Suicide Boys And Travis Scott Collab Tape no, not Travis Scott. Travis Barker. Oh, yeah, Travis Barker. I've written Travis Scott. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the drummer. But um, that's like the best sort of metal song off that. The rest like metal slash rap, and it's quite a a difference between the two genres on there. But that's like fully metal, and it is good. Uh, and then number seven is Too Many Gods by ASAP Rocky and Joey Badass on the For the Throne tape. Because okay. that is just an absolute... Like, I love hearing that song. Uh, and then Moving On by Lil Peep. That song is a fucking slapper and a half. Uh, Enemies by Post Malone featuring Baby for mm-hmm. number five, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, you're up for number five. Yeah. yeah. Number four is... How many do you have left? Five. No, you've missed one. I'm pretty sure you missed number nine or number eight. Monica Lewinsky, Nothing Left, Too Many Gods, Moving On, Enemies. I've got one, two, three, four, five, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that was number six, what you just said. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Paid My Dues by NF. He is incredibly talented. That is a great song. Uh, Vossy Bop by Stormzy. Oh, man, I actually forgot about at that. At number four. That's just like... They probably wouldn't make my list, but that is a banger. That bloody is. Like, I just love his voice as well. And I know that's like easily his most like pop sort of bass song. But that shit is just good. Yep. Um, then Lambo Truck by Coz, Reason, and Childish Major, and that's on the Revenge of the Dreamers Part 3 album. That's the one where they're basically saying they're going to rob J. Cole and kill him Rip to J. Cole. on his record label's album, Rip. and they played it to J. Cole. <laughs> that's fucking wild. That's a good song. Uh, then Dearly Departed by Brockhampton gets number two. Uh, that is the one where, um, is it Dominic is talking about Amir Van leaving and like the one that was set up to be robbed. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure it was Dominic. 
and then I, I forget what he says, but he's like getting very, very worked up. And then he, at like the very last thing he just says is like he shouts "fuck," and then you can hear him like drop the mic and like leave the room, close the door. And it was an incredibly emotional song, and it's it is pretty hard to get like emotions other than like a, a head bop out of a song. Yeah. But like that was incredibly strongly emotional. Like it, they did that so well. Like the instrumental as well. Like it was like building up as his voice was like building up and like starting to break. Like it was so raw. And like you could tell he legitimately did like leave. Yeah. Like that wasn't just for the song. Like he might have planned to do it, but like he actually did yeah. just leave. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a really, really good song. And then my number one goes to YBN Corday on Have Mercy. There you go. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, my top 10 is 3AM by Maxo Cream and Schoolboy Q. Yep. I, I, and I Nation by Marvi at number nine. <clears throat> Finer Things by Apollo G at eight. Oh, yeah. Bones by Beast Coast at seven. Beamlight by Jay Prince reviewed that one very early in the year on the old show at number six yeah I remember that Where's the Catch by James Blake and Andre 3K I reviewed that on the old show that was one of my first reviews of the year yeah that was like it's second review or something yeah Cold by Rico Nasty and Kenny Beats Show and Tell by Burner Boy featuring Feet Future not featuring Feature <laughs> New Magic Wand. No, I really want an artist to be called Feature. Yeah. That's fucking funny. Yeah, sorry. New uh, Magic Wand. New Magic Wand by Tyler the Creator. And number one, my most played song of the year was Location by Dave and Burner Boy. Burner Boy, the only person to get two mentions in the list. It's more catchy than that song, I reckon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is my top 10 songs of the year. That's a solid list. Um, so yeah, be sure to check out a couple of them or all of them um, and be sure to put mine up against Rob's and put in down below which taste is more to your liking or yeah. a top 10 out of our top 20. <laughs> yeah, I so, like that. Um, oh. <laughs> that was a quick reply. Oh, mine one? Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, so um, yeah, that's our top 10s. But Rob, yeah. I picked that. What do you want to do right now? Uh, you want to just do best lyric? Best. Nice little short boy. Best lyric. Yeah, go for it. You go All first. Right. Well, I may have to do a little little shark bite here off you. A little yeah, shark yeah, bite. Matey. Right. Uh, the, the bang song that went off. The what? <laughs> the Worldwide Cocaine Dealers. Oh, yes. Bang. Yes. The Bang remix, I believe it was. Yep, go on. The Mac by my pelvis in my helmet lang. The shells will bang. Make everything out your helmet hang. That is quite That's, hard. That is just good shit. That is some good shit right there. <laughs> I actually have to get mine up. I didn't actually have mine up, but I know what it is. Um, it is called... This will be cut out so you won't even know. So mine is actually... Hang on. Mine is actually... If you had to have a guess, who, who's mine by? It's probably by someone like completely random, it like is. not known for lyricism. Oh, uh, they are sort of known. Kevin Gates. No. <laughs> it's YG. 
Okay. On a song by Burner Boy. Burner Boy getting a big shout out. Yeah. Today. The Nigerian man. <laughs> um, but it is on the song called This Side. Banging song. Um, and he says, uh, Deuce, Deuce, Deuce 5 and a Mac 11. Them 223 shells send your ass to heaven. I got the bag. That's the only thing I'm telling. You ain't really gangster. I can tell by your yelling. Ooh. The Glock kick shit like FIFA. The Glock and Nina and make you do the Macarena. <laughs> um, on this side, the Glock, now you probably need it. On this side, we fucking hose named Takeda. Body bags on body bags. Whack your whole hood out on the wall. Twisting up my fingers. Put them all on your fence. Sh- shoot you in broad day. We played too much GTA. Oh, you bumber clots nice. know that I don't play. You bumber clots see me and hate. You bumber clots ain't got no bank on your side. Is it ever safe? That is nice. That's hard. That's the whole verse. I just read the whole thing, but yeah, I think bangers is, is uh, better lyrically, and he delivers it really well. But mm. I really like the way that uh, YG brought it back there with the twist your fingers. Yeah, and I just thought that was a. It was a nice lyric. Yeah. All right. I so, like the, the body bags on body bags. Yeah, that is hard. Yeah. that One of the, my favorite things is just like body bags. Yeah. Like, that's just a hard thing to it, say, isn't it? It is. I, I kind of wish YG did do something a little... Like he sort of kept body bag as like a rhyme. Yeah. Like body bags on body bags. Make your body sag. Oh. Like something like make that. Make your helmet hang. <laughs> All right. Let's do predictions okay excellent so we have oh, shit. our predictions gonna... of last year yeah is it in here still i don't know mate. it's not i gotta go get the book it's just over here all right all right so yeah one year ago one year ago yeah. we made some predictions obviously based like sort of guessing what would happen during the year all right i'll do a score of did it happen or did it not yeah indicated okay. by fingers yes if it stays down <laughs> no okay easy mode Drake releases number one album. Wrong. Mate, that was complete opposite to my prediction, but we'll get to that. It was. Hard mode. Trap will fade out. Still on zero. No fingers up <laughs> at this minute. Nostradamus. Mm-hmm. Low pump matures. No. No. Like, shows signs of it, but he didn't. No. Wishful we didn't really thinking. see him that much, so. Yeah, he had a fairly quiet year. Yeah. Like, or like second half of the year. Yeah, Pretty I mean, much that once song his, was Kanye West, I mean. Yeah. Well, once his album released, he sort of went under the radar. Yeah. Uh, and then Wishful Thinking was Lil Xan stops making music. I mean, he didn't release music, but yeah. I don't think he stopped making music, <laughs> unfortunately. I'll give you half a point for that, because did he release any music? I think he may have had like one single earlier maybe, in the year. Maybe. But yeah. All right. So you got half out of... Four, and what did I? What were my predictions? Easy mode is Drake and Post collab goes number one for multiple weeks. I'm gonna double up. I'm gonna make that my one for next year. But that was definitely wrong. <laughs> Hard mode was MIA releases an album. <sighs> she did not. Nostradamus is Drake doesn't release an album. That's got to be worth double because it was Nostradamus. <laughs> it had like eight in a row. Bang. <laughs> Predicted it. What? How did you know? Like, I don't know. I just thought that he was going to cool off, and he did. And I don't know. <laughs> next year, I bet you next year he'll release something. And yeah. mate, the number one album that could be right. <laughs> but 
Not this year. And then your wishful thinking was Kanye releases a joint album with Jay-Z and Chance the Rapper. No. Nah, we got a Kanye album. Yeah. But no joint albums that was teased last year. Yeah. But, all right, so what's your easy mode prediction? Go. Post Malone will announce an album to be released mid-year. It will get delayed and will actually release late 2020. I don't reckon he's going to release an album next year, you know. No, he's already tweeted that he's working on one. Oh, okay, fair enough. It may be released like early 2021. Right. But he will announce it during the year and it will get delayed. Okay, so that's your prediction. That's a my Post prediction. Malone album will get delayed. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go on. Every single one he's had has been delayed. Like, are we saying like multiple months? Or like yeah, a multiple week? months. Okay, so it's going to be a, a long delay. Yeah. All right. Hard mode. Hard mode is Lil Pump won't have a single popular song. Oh, I don't think that's... I, well, it's hard mode for a reason. That is true. But I don't think... I can't name a Lil Pump song from this year except for the one with Kanye West. Um, Be Like Me. Don't know what. That's only because I liked it so much off his album. Everyone want... Wait, what do you say? Everybody want to be like me. Didn't know it. All right. Features Lil Wayne. There you go. Um... Nostradamus is Kanye won't release an album. Okay. Then wishful thinking it was Post Malone makes a rock album with a well-known rock band, i.e. Aerosmith, ACDC, etc. So he's going to do like a collab album. Oh, yeah. there you go. So like Suicide Boys and not Travis Scott. Travis Barker. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Here is my predictions. Easy okay. mode. Drake releases a single with Kanye West. I think they're going to reunite. They're going to come together once more. They were hating each other all this year. Uh, that could be. That could go into hard mode, you know. I'm going to keep it in easy mode. Hard mode is Kanye West. It's going to be another Kanye theme. Yep. Kanye West releases the album that's been remastered by Dr. Dre. He teased okay. it last year. He said they're working on it. Is it going to come out? Potentially. That's my hard mode. My Nostradamus. It relates to Blueface. I think Blueface is going to make a song called Thotiana Part 2. <laughs> or some version of that. Like It's going to be essentially a sequel to Thotiana. So it could be called something else. But it's going to be along the same lines. And it's going to gain popular traction. And wishful thinking... Hang on, let me channel something here. Alright. We finally get the collab between Bieber, Post, and Kanye. They've been teased on multiple songs together, so yeah. I reckon next year we're going to get a release. They released the one that the internet, which was on the latest album, but both Kanye and Bieber will cut off it. It was only uh, Kanye's um, production yeah. but Bieber was cut off it so I reckon we're going to get something oh, that's go. a very good prediction a bit of a Kanye West uh, centric one but Fotiana part 2 make it happen I know you're watching this <laughs> alright let's go your turn to choose the topic alright most underrated album I'm just going from top to bottom now alright go for it mate uh, The Recipe by Villain Park 100% I said it when I reviewed it Said it last week as well. These guys need more recognition. Um, yeah, I 
I absolutely loved like reviewing their album. It didn't even have any lyrics, which I I do hate reviewing albums that don't have lyrics. Yeah. And it was very hard to try and hear what they were saying, but I still heavily enjoyed it. They're genuinely good and they offer a lot of stuff that not many people do. I think they they deserve to be way more known than they are. So there go check know. out Villain Park. All right. Well, I'm going to do I was going to do African Giant, but I'll save that for my review because it is my number three album I will do Crime Apples I forget what it's called it was in Latin or something okay it was oh that's right what was it called Veridi Penum I think a lot of these artists really go under the radar like last year I had um, Uncle John um, and Big Ghost as my number two album of the year I obviously reviewed um Griselda Records, I reviewed Marvi, Mac Homie, mm. um, even El Sweatshirt, Mike, all of these guys that really, I didn't review El Sweatshirt, but those type of guys really go under the radar for how great their albums are. Like It's high quality stuff, but it's just underground and it's just yeah. not well um, sort of, um, it's not sought after music, I suppose. It's more artistic rap yeah. than just like... Um, sort of pop rap, mass-produced rap. So I already reviewed it, so you probably already heard it, but D'Angelo Vickers and Phil Spector are definitely my favorites off the album, so go check them out. And definitely, sort of, if you're someone that listens to rap on a surface level and you just want to hear a bit more, just yeah. dig a little deeper, because I know people will get bored, and I know people are bored of yeah, egos I get bored. and sort of those type of artists and they say oh why can't I ever find new rap that I like just yeah. scratch a little bit deeper try something yeah, there's, else there's heaps out there you might not like it but at least you're experimenting and you can yeah. go you can find someone on that album that we're like oh I really like that feature yeah. or who sounds like Crime Apple that is a little bit more yeah, well, Spotify, cut, something like that Spotify has a really good feature where it says um, like, oh, like similar uh, artists, artists. Yeah, yeah artists similar to yeah. or some shit like that <laughs> So go into like Griselda Records. I think that's a very good place to start. Check them out to see if you like them. And yeah, check out artists similar to them and it, and it will take you to a lot of not very well-known people who, like you said, do have very high-quality music. Yeah, and you can e- even look at um, even look at people that are like um, not rap, like yeah. guys like um, Bon Iver, uh James mm. Blake even sort of Travis Scott adjacent sounds like a lot of people sort of sound like Travis Scott. Yeah. Um, just go on his albums and you'll find people cause he works with people that are quite similar to him. Um, obviously a few years ago you could have said post Malone, mm. like there's always gems hidden right below the surface. Yeah. Um, and I've actually even found one this year that I, that's been around for ages that I, um, never, knew of before like, I knew one song of his and I just randomly saw a comment about it went and listened to it and I loved his whole discography who is it? John Bellion okay do you there know you who go. that is? no he sings that song All Time Low and I'm oh, yeah. at an all time low 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 yeah. low low yeah he's got a banging discography and okay. I really there I just saw a random comment and I've listened to his like most recent most recent albums like probably five times okay. each in the last like month. Oh, there you go. Less than that, so yeah, really good way. See, yeah. we're not, 
perfect. No, Everyone's no, got to find not. new music. So And check out our Murs as well. He's one that's fairly underground, but has like he's been gone for ages. He's got consistently good, high quality music. There you go. All right, yeah. let's do our album that we reviewed, the current album. So what do you so got? our main one? Yes. Okay. What do you got this week? Who'd you do? I honestly can't even remember. I know I did X. I did Old Man Saxon. <laughs> uh, does right. that sound like, like someone you battle in Pokemon? Old Man Saxon. I think it actually Elite is. Elite Four leader, Old Man Saxon. Is that? Because I know there's like Old Man nah, no, something as like a thing. But yeah, anyway, on his album, The Peacock Honey. All right. Uh, there were no lyrics. And this is one weird as fuck album. It's like, you know, when you're a kid and you got a phone for the first time and you just experiment with the camera or the voice memo and just like record you doing some weird ass shit. Yep. The first track is that. <laughs> um, like the, the intro is called intro. It's 25 seconds long. Yep. I'll read it out loud because okay. it's not going to take too long and I'll do my best to match his cadence. I do the peacock, honey. Oh, what's up? I do the Tweety Bird Dash. Oh, what's up? I do the riverboat bungee and the Dixieland shuffle. Kick your knees together and you're light as a feather. Now you know the secret to the what's up now. Yeah, baby. That was the intro to this album. It's really hard, you know. <laughs> but I want to know what the, the Dixieland shuffle is. Uh, the second track is Uh-Oh, and it's actually harder than I expected. I don't know who produced it, but it fucking slaps. Uh, although his voice is drowned out a fair bit, uh, it makes it pretty difficult to hear him. He's got a good voice, and he does actually have pretty good cadence. Um, some things he says doesn't really make much sense, but it does sound good. He said, like, Ready to connect with a player like me. 20 cents in my pocket, but I'm still high fee. Slang gang. Slang gang. That's pretty That is cold. Uh, Get Gone has like a YG style, like funky bass line. Except it's really loud and you can't hear old man Saxon under it. Um, he actually had like a Rick Ross-esque like emphasis. Like not voice, but like a similar like, uh, like emphasis on the words. Uh, in the second verse of the track, he goes, uh, I'm trying to get mine, I'm trying to get bills, I'm trying to get flight, trying to sit still, but for all these guys in all they feels, just trying to get peeled for real. Uh, the chorus is pretty fun, like, get gone, get gone, motherfucker, get gone. It is pretty fun to like sort of yell along to. On My Bullshit is actually really close to being a proper banger. The beat's like a lovely little plucky boy, and the chorus goes, uh, I've been on my bullshit, yeah, wow, wow. You can see I'm about down when I move around town, yeah. I've been on my bullshit, yeah, give me a pound. You can catch me blowing loud when I'm moving around town, which is pretty hard. But then he just goes, I've been on my bullshit, <laughs> which is pretty ass. Like, he does it for, like, way longer than that as well. Um... And then the second verse, he gets a bit weird. Oh, baby, I've been getting it in. Next time won't mind if she bring in a friend. Like, ooh, baby, I've been getting it in. Um, the transition to Oh, You Ain't No honestly, like, scared me. Like, it gave me a bit of a fright. 
I'll get it up on my bullshit. This is the 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 beat for on my bullshit. It's like he's got a good voice, very nice cadence. I'll play the the long drawn out thing as well. Like that's a bit ass. And then uh, the transition is going like fading out from that nice, lovely little beat there. pretty hard, you know. Just like, because it was so quiet and silent for ages, and just, okay! <laughs> it got me. <laughs> um, stripper tune is fucking hard as shit. Had a Dr. Nick reference in there. Oh. <laughs> like. Man, I rate the Dr. Nick references. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to old man Saxon for that. Uh, the song got pretty weird. Uh, around one ten, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> I don't know what we're listening to anymore. A little bit, a little bit weird. Um, in verse two, he says, "I was into jelly beans. Now I'm into firearms and selling things." That's pretty hard. So most of his songs are about like two and a half minutes long, but Stripper Tune is like three and a half minutes long. If you're wondering how he fills the extra minute, he does this for about a minute. It's quite weird. <laughs> um, Got No Chill is the, the single off of this, and it actually does have lyrics. I was able to read it, but I'll show you what the cover art for Got No Chill by Old Man Saxon is. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Old Man Saxon is a weird guy. <laughs> 100% is. Um, so with this one, I'll do the good first, and then the... Not the bad, just like the, the stuff that doesn't make sense. Uh, he started very strong... Uh, how you feel's doing today, moving away, new with the pay, needed a raise. He was doing that like quick. Um, and then just a little bit later in the same verse, he says, No gas in the whip though, smash and it's a shit show. Re-up when it gets low, we up like we tiptoed. Tell you in my feelings like Rick Roll. Which is, I like that. Uh, for the other stuff now, the stuff that doesn't make sense, at the start of the first verse... He talks about going to a dentist. Uh, and at the end of the same verse, he says, See patients of virtue, divert your mentions, be safe before I hurt you, work too hard to be passing the perp. Uh, oh, no, work too hard to be passing the perp to new neighbours I don't know. Go home, it's past your curfew. Bird flu. Sick looking for kittens to purr to. I'm assuming by looking for kittens to purr to, he's looking for... A vagina. Yeah. To like... Purr at it or something. I don't fucking know. Um, the chorus of the next song, On Me, is just noise. Uh, what a Life was also kind of shit. The beat confused me. I didn't know what to feel. Like three times during the song, the beat was like amping up. But... 
It sounds like it's building up to something. It's going to hit hard, isn't it? You ready for the bass drop? Just does that. Over and over again. Like three times during the song. Not bad. It's just disappointing. I expect there to be like a... Right. You know, like when it's like amping up like the... Dun, 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 dun. And he was like... Whoa! And then it just... It bounces. Yeah. It doesn't. Um, the very last track is just over 30 seconds long. It's called The Peacock Honey. And it's just two very young girls singing The Peatot Honey. <laughs> I'll, I'll play that one. Like, th- that's adorable. It sounds like a weird album. <laughs> it fucking was. What I'm picking up. Um, so, yeah, that, that was quite adorable, but a little bit hard to listen to. Um, yeah, there wasn't much here that I liked. And what I did like was very short-lived. So, I'm, I'm sorry, old man Saxon, you seem like a funny man. But I'm rating this a 3 out of 10. There you go. Alright, well... Oh, I did quite a controversial character for my album. I did XXX Tentacion's Bad Vibes Forever. Now, before we go in, we're going to say that this album... That sorry, this um, review, I will try not be jaded by the past yep. of what has happened. You got to disassociate the artist from the art. Yes, but I will say that his passing has been exploited very, very, very heavily by his family. Yeah, and by his management. To such a level that it is just disgusting, almost. Yeah. All of these songs, this so- this it album is very has... poorly handled. Him and Peep, like the whole, like oh, GBC tried to kill him. Like, yeah. Yeah. It is. <clears throat> it is not a good album. This is all intro tracks. Ah, uh, not intro tracks. Sorry, the first track is called Introduction, much like your album. Mm. Um. <clears throat> this is just all reference tracks. Him basically humming, basically just a minute worth of actual content by X, and then the um, sort of the team just making it stretch out to two minutes. But that's yeah. not good. Like no one wants to hear one minute of subpar XXX Tentacion. Like yeah. his fans like his older stuff. Like. Um, what was it? Question mark or exclamation yeah. mark? What was it? I think question mark. Question one. mark, and then that, seventeen. That one. Um. Oh, the first one that we played on our first ever, like show, together. I can't remember. Um. He's rapping quite fast. Like everybody dies in the nightmares, something like that. Isn't that just Jocelyn Flores? That might be. No, it's literally just called Everybody Dies and No One oh, Has. there you go. I'll see if I can find the lyrics for it, because I'm pretty sure that's what I'm thinking of. 
but, but yeah, yeah sorry, go on. this album is just a blatant cash grab there's nothing of substance on this album the features are what really um set this in like he has one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one no yeah twenty one features on twenty five songs which is just ridiculous yeah the, so they're just trying to space them out and make the songs as long yeah, as Yeah, they're possible. trying to make them as long as possible. They're just trying to cash grab, get um, uh, big names like Lil Wayne, Rick Ross. Um, How did Rick Ross sound on an X-Track? Oh, not that great. Yeah. It's just um, even guys like Joe Badass, um, Joyner Lucas, Blink-182. Like, it's just blatant... Cash grab. And what made it so much more sickening is that on X's story, it said, like, um, we're at number three, do this for for whatever his name is, Jansa or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Jasa. Ja. Just Ja. Ja, yeah. Do this for Ja, stream to get us to number one. Like, obviously, like a blatant cash grab trying to yeah, get as many streams fuck. as possible. Um the only song I liked was Limbo, which featured Kill Station. Um, all the rest were just. What did you think of Kill Station? Terrible. Um, I can play the song because I, I was curious what you thought of him because I I like him a lot. I was actually listening to him just yesterday. Yeah. On uh, claustrophobia. I'll play it. It's very. This music is like what um, a thirteen-year-old would do when their crush rejects them. Like all of this music basically is that. Um, but yeah, I'll play Limbo. Yeah, he's good. Oh! But, and that's essentially what it is. Is just X crooning over a beat that was made for Lil Peep, essentially. That's yeah. basically what it was. And it just gets boring. You can't do 25 tracks. I'll play the one with um, Rick Ross. It actually isn't too bad. Yeah, that 100% does not fit. And I just... Yeah, it's just a... Bla- it leaves a sour taste in my mouth that... Yeah. How much of a cash grab this is. And... Um, and yeah, just the amount of features. Like, if he kept it with people that he actually worked with before he passed, or people that were sort of yeah. in that, um, that realm, genre. like Denzel Curry. I know they were friends. Yeah, Ski not, Mask. Not fucking Rick Ross. Yeah, Rick Ross, Lil Wayne. Although I think he did say he wanted to work with Lil Wayne, or Lil Wayne did say he wanted to work with him. So maybe that's fair enough. Mm. I didn't like Noah Cyrus. Why was she on there? I don't know. I didn't like Sauce Walker um, or Carnage. Um, Joyner Lucas was just on a remix so it wasn't even all that great but I will play the final track which was called It's All Fading to Black so who's that Blink-182 whoever the main guy is of Blink-182 that's not even like what Blink-182 usually sounds like Oh, it is a tr- 
honestly, it's a bad way to end someone's career, career essentially, yeah. because apparently there's no more music coming out. We don't know if that's true. Yeah. I think they've sucked it dry at this point. His mum, Cleo, I think her name is. Yeah, something like that. Um, the fact that they literally said, get us to number one, do yeah. it for X. Like, that's yeah. fucked. Um, but I will go on his subreddit and just read some of the um, comments of the album because they ate it up. And I think they've just got like the... Um, like, they've got like... Uh, what's that called? Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Like, they just want to love it just because it's X. Like, not really. And that Cleo, his mum, actually did an AMA. Um, oh, my God. The first thing is, will these songs, whatever they're called, ever be released? And also, sh- she just said, okay, I'll work on it. So, apparently, they're going to be releasing... Um, oh, what's this one? Hi, Cleo. Has anyone spoken to Shiloh um, or have you contacted her within the X team and if so is it possible for her to finish Angel or maybe any other unfinished track X has and then um, she said Shiloh hated the spotlight and wanted nothing more to do with the interest industry mm. at the time um, basically this whole thing is her just saying um I'm going to put more music out. So maybe I was wrong in that. Because she just said on a literally another one, I'll work on it. I'm trying to put out as much as I can without getting the milking comments. Even though she literally is just milking. Yeah. I want to know if anyone's called her out. Let's see if there's any... You have to go down to the bottom because like the rest of like the, the subreddit would just... Yeah. yeah. They'd jump on him. Yeah. So someone just said, when will you... Stop making money with your son's name. <laughs> and no, didn't reply. Um, yeah. Nothing. And then someone said, how much has the XXX Tentacion Foundation raised? And then just a comment to that is nothing. They pocket it. <laughs> could be true. But yeah. Um, it's bad. It's not. I'm giving it a one out of ten. It's just terrible. X was barely on it. The features were on it more than him. Yeah. He was just basically a reference. He could have finished all those songs and they could have sounded amazing, but he didn't. So I'm giving it a one out of ten. Um, there you go. But it is a sad way, and it sort of did feel like if this is the last, like I'm listening to like this guy's last sort of words you know what i mean yeah. so his last hurrah yeah it was sort of um sort of had a weight on me but yeah um hopefully nothing like this happens to juice water hopefully it's done tastefully yeah um and we'll see i don't think his fan base was as rabid as x's though yeah so x's was much more like cult-like yeah so maybe we'll get a little bit but, handled a little bit uh more delicately yeah and i think no matter like even if it is like done tastefully there's still going to be fans like oh this isn't like his older stuff yeah so yeah you can't please everybody but you i think doing blatant cash grabs is just straight up wrong yeah all right let's move on to what do you want now i'll go whatever's second in the list all right which is where is it it's up here MVP. All right. Hit me with your MVP. 
Uh, I'm going to go with St. John. Controversial opinion. I liked Ghetto Lenny Love Songs better than Collection 1. I know you disagree. Alright. Uh, it's just... It's more melodic. Had more slappers. Okay. I, I think it's just a better infusion of hip-hop and R&B. Like, it's got a more even mix of both of them. I feel like Collection was, 1 was more R&B. Okay. Which is probably why you prefer it, because you like R&B more than I do. Yeah. So, like... Would you agree that it's more R&B? Yeah, I would say so. I don't think there's many rap songs on there. Yeah, which I think is why I prefer Ghetto Lenny's love songs. Yeah, but nothing is as lit as I heard you got too lit last night. Yeah, that is a fucking tune. <laughs> <laughs> that song, that album had bangers. Yeah, yeah. All right. I do agree. Is that it? Is that all you're saying for Um, I would say one more Ghetto thing. Lenny? I- the features were really good, but I do wish it had more features like Janelle Kroll from uh, Connection One. I think she was on Roses. Rose. Yeah. Yeah, that's also a banger. But like, uh, yeah, I wish it had more sort of softer features as well. But yeah, that's gone. Oh, he's getting my MVP award. Who's got yours? My MVP is Tyler, the creator. Oh, that's a good one. That he is a good one. One my number one album of the year. You'll hear that um, in due time. I think we're coming towards the end of this show. Towards the back half, anyway. Yeah. Still feel like we have a few to go, but anyone GQ's man of the I think I said GC in the first episode. You know? Yeah, you did. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, GQ. Okay. GQ's man of the year. I'll edit it so that you say Q. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um. But yeah, there you go. I think that he was far and away the. I think far and away he had the best album of the year. I think my number two album. Um, doesn't even come close. Mm. Um, I just, I gave it a ten. I would give it higher, like if the scale moved up. But <laughs> yeah, the, it's a great album, and he just really did well. He obviously did um, Camp Flogna, um, and at the end of last year, he worked with um, the Grinch. He's worked yeah. on composing a lot of other um, like musical compositions for TV shows and movies. So. Did he? He's been doing really well. Yeah, didn't he do Bill Nye or was that yeah, someone else? Yeah, yeah, he did do Bill Nye, so really um, well done, Tyler. Yeah, and yeah, you've earned it. be sure to release an album next year, potentially, but I doubt yeah. it. I think you might have a rest again yeah. and come back with something even better. So congratulations to both St. John and Tyler, the creator. Yeah. All right, let's what do, do move on to? Who We Hated and okay. Now Love. Uh, Lil Baby Lil Baby Oh that is actually a good one You have swung I I don't love him Right But I definitely have Come around on him He he can snap Um, I think it was mainly like The one line that made me dislike him Was the Bitch I'm a baby Wah 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 Yep Like that's That's not hard Yeah that's not hard at all And I was just like I don't know That really put me off him Right And then um I heard him on like Ghetto Lenny's Love Songs and he snapped. There were a few other albums that both you and I reviewed and you know we showed each other the Lil Baby feature on it and yep. I liked it. Yep. I've definitely come around on him. He is good and he does deserve to be where he is. There you go. Next is Gunner. I have to convince him of Gunner. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, if you like Lil Baby, you basically like Gunner. Hmm. Um, mine is controversial because... I loved him, hated him, loved him, hated him, love him again. Blueface? No. <laughs> it is Eminem. Okay. He's yep. come back around on me. I don't know why. <laughs> he, he just has. 
for some reason I've been listening to a lot more Eminem and like it's not like I hated him but I just hated his new music yeah but I just sort of trimmed off the fat of the last album Kamikaze like, and just kept the good stuff kept the good stuff and then he had some really great features this year I will give him that he did yeah. slap and he is a really great feature artist because he just tries to go as fast as he can yeah and <laughs> That's not always the greatest because, like we've said, his best music is sort of his slower stuff. Yeah. But when he's a feature, he just sort of lets loose. Yeah, and that's I when he's that That's what makes it the best. And I, I have come back around. And if I could have like another prediction um, in our predictions, I would say Eminem releases for me a top five album next year. Okay. I think that I think if he releases an album, he might not. I think it's going to be good. I think he's sort of refocusing, or hopefully he is. Because yeah. He's sort of focused a little bit down um, into sort of like disliking the new rappers, which is his own decision to make. I don't think it's the right decision. I don't think it's the the hill to die on because yeah. I think there's more of them than there are of him sort of thing. <laughs> but maybe he can focus it down even further. But he had some great songs last year and he had some really good features this year. So he's going to be who we hated and now love. Mm. All right. Was it Monster that he featured on where he just went fucking ham? Monster? By Nicki Minaj? No. Oh, so, no, he had something with Nicki Minaj. Yeah, what was that one called? Where he just like... Like he had a chip on his shoulder. Like that was a lyric in there. I'm not sure. I'm That's, pretty sure it was, that it was, was on Queen. Yeah, yeah, that was last year. Oh, Majesty. Yeah, that's it. What did I say? Monster, yeah. Monster, yeah. All yeah, right. I just want to like hear him go off. The best is his Caterpillar remix. I'll get yeah, that I up. do agree with that. I'll get that up. That was last year too, but... When did he go off? Oh, here. Spit it up a little. That's crazy. Mate, he should take up auctioneering. <laughs> no, he'd be good at that. He would. When he just goes ham at the end. Oh, wait. This is one with logic. No, that's bad. <laughs> I was going to say, wait, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> How does he do that? Like it's insane. Like yeah. he is an extremely technically gifted rap- he rapper. He really but fucking is. Sometimes he just goes off the deep end and just does crazy <laughs> shit. Like he does stupid music, but he like, hits it right fifty percent of the time. Yeah. So well, in Kamikaze, he talked about like. Fucking a sheep or something, didn't he? Oh, probably. I don't know. <laughs> all right. Go for our next category. Is that all our categories done? Mm-mm. We've still got more? Best verse. We've already done best verse, didn't we? No. We've done best lyric. Oh, we did best lyric. All right. Go on then. I'm going to give this to the first verse of Meet Again by Max O'Cream. Mate. It's, for those of you who don't know, it's about a friend of his that's locked up, and my God, not only does it sound good on like a surface level, Mate, like just sounds, the flows that he uses. It sounds like that bloody line by Lil Nas X, and you say you don't hear it, but it bloody I, I don't, I don't. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it sounds good on like a surface level, but it's so like, it's so like lyrical and harrowing. Like he, when he's talking about what's been happening on the outside... Uh, they say Redro gonna be straight, but Stowe Grove ain't gonna make it through. They hit Redro with a eight, only hit Stowe Grove with two. 
and then I, I think this next line was like the most harrowing. But let me tell you about your daughter. Yesterday she tried to walk. Every day she getting smarter. Other day she tried to talk. It's like, I, I guess it's it's obvious, you know, that he's not seeing his kids. But when you think about the daughter actually like growing up and like Without learning him. how to do things, yeah, that's yeah. really sad. Yeah. Um, and then the way that he just ended the verse as well is amazing. He's uh, just talking about telling us what's happened. Uh, coin appointed lawyer got my bro a half a century. So I don't know if I'm looking too far into this, but like I could definitely see some like corrupt racism from the court because it's a court appointed lawyer. Yep. Unless he's killed like eight people, which I don't think he has, and he's in there for 50 years. Yeah. Like they've just slapped on unnecessary sentences and stuff to like keep him in there. Um, and yeah, of course, this song birthed one of the most iconic memes of the year. Rather be carried by six than judged by 12. Right. <laughs> That's a hard line. Yep. So who won your best verse? Mate, I didn't even know because for me, the song Bones was just a nutty ver- like verse-centric mm. um, song. So I'm just going to read out... Um, I'm going to read out two. So I'm going to read out Issa Gold and... Nick Caution, because it, they're both just insane. Um, so, who in neighbour had two zips with me? Get rich, die try and bump 0350. My young Ooh. coast neighbours know Cardi die Liddy. Trying to get to the Fetty, so I died like Diddy. Love corn rose on a chick like Nelly. No 6 9 never snitch on the celly. Juice being shine, throw shade on a dummy. Like Bruce Almighty, keep the power strap with me. I like that. That's hard. And then... Wait, so he said a girl like Nelly. Yeah, like... Like cornrows. Yeah, love a- cornrows on a chick like Nelly. Is there a reference there that I'm not understanding? Because um, is Nelly not like a... The man. A, a man? <laughs> no, there also is a chick called Nelly that's oh, okay. a singer. But I think... Maybe that's who he's maybe referring, that's to. referring to. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but Nelly does have cornrows, so maybe he yeah. just likes... The cornrows Nelly has. <laughs> and wants them on a girl. On a girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Nick Caution was big digits, Nick Vicious, y'all bitches fictitious. Oh, what? You can't be doing that. <laughs> what the fuck? Warn me, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll just play both of them just to get a better... Um... How did you do that? That cadence as well is so good. Yeah. That's um, fucking good. That is insane. That is. Mate, well done. I really like um, Kirk Knights as well. Gold Soul Theory. I don't need no advance. Had to hug the block like I needed a tan. Ooh. 20x Molly. I just read up again. Leave three in his head. We can't leave him a chance. Kirky, why you got to do that to him? They say, they're going to say it was self-defense. Put two more in his chest because Zombie said he was better off dead. Ooh. <laughs> that's hard. That's, that is hard. That is a hard song, and that's why it got number six or whatever it was on my list. Mm. Hard song and one of the best of the year. So what else do we have left? We'll just do, just tell me what's next and we'll do that. All right. What uh, else do we have? Best newcomer. Best newcomer. All right. Go for it, mate. Yeah, I'm going to go with NF. He has been around for a couple of years, 
but he hasn't really popped off until this year. He is incredibly talented. He's always got like very tight flows and like some fast rappy boys. Um, he's very lyrical as well. Uh, Paid in Jews, which was my number five a song. He starts off by saying like I cannot do it like this like as fast as him. He says, clicks, 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 they'll do anything to get a few. Tick, 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 that's the sound before my head explodes. Quit, 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 look at you up on your pedestals. Quick, 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 hear the critics come, it's time to go. Which is, like, pretty clever writing. So, yeah. Shout out to NF, and I'm glad it's finally on the come up for you. All right, there you go. I actually have a three-way tie. I'm sort of cheating. But I got baby. Yep. Yep. I wish I thought of him. Really through this year, like he cut through a lot of the the rap. Like he's now at the top. Like getting Post Malone features, working with uh, really big artists. Sold like a hundred thousand earlier this year. No one knew who he was. Yeah, and he he did really good. Diaper. Um, Then I had Polo G, who I had. Oh yeah. um, Really great up and coming from Chicago. Definitely go check out his album. Um, Hang on. And his album is called... I can't remember what his album was called. Um, I can't remember. I'll get back to, back to you on that. And the third one was someone that really came huge this year. Record breaker. Do you know who I'm talking of? Blueface? No. Lil Nas mm-hmm. X. Oh, yeah. Where? How did I not think of him? <laughs> Lil Nas X really... Yeah, huge this year. I think Old Town Road did come out last year. Did it? Maybe not, actually. Maybe the start of this year. I think it was the start of this year, yeah. Yeah, definitely gained his traction this year. So, shout out to Lil Nas X. Um, And he's only like, what? 20? He's only 20. So, yeah, Yeah. shout out to Lil Nas X. He even fucking... Oh, I got to click on his profile, go down to like singles and shit. Gonna take my horse. No, 2019. Yeah, there you go. So, Lil Nas X, good job, son. Along with Lil Baby. No, sorry, Da Baby. And Polo G. Yeah. And bloody Billy Ray Cyrus, you go off, mate. Billy Ray Cyrus, best newcomer right there. <laughs> All right. Oh, Mason Ramsey, he's got to be out there. Oh, mate. All right, next one is. Let's listen to Twang by Mason Ramsey. You like my voice, twang? Mate, you better get copyright strike for this. It's not worth, mate. <laughs> mate Mason right. Ramsey's gonna get you. <laughs> Alright. Uh, favourite artist we've heard of this year? I already said mine. Mine was John Bellion. Oh, yep. Really great. Um, definitely. I will get both of those albums out. One is called... One is called The Human Experience, I'm fairly certain, um, but I will double-check that for the for the fam. The Human Condition um, and Glory Sound Prep, two really great um, albums. He has more, I believe. Yes, he has um, a few other albums, but they're just the ones I've got to at the moment. Definitely check them out. My favourite song by him is Overwhelming. Great tr- Great tune. Quite pop, but it yeah. is good. And, but he can rap on a song like New York Soul Part 2. Wait, that's him? Yep. He's good. And that's him as well. That is some range. Yeah, that is some range. I, 
I have heard him described as the pop Kanye West, and he oh, definitely yeah. does have some range. That's actually the comment that made me listen to it. I don't think it's quite accurate, but he definitely yeah. has some Kanye qualities. But who is your person that you liked hearing this year for the first time? Villain Park. There you go. Already Villain talked Park. about them. They're getting two awards from me. Um, I'm very glad I found them. And I actually found out The Recipe is their first and only album. There you go. They've never had... like for, So for that to reach, what, number four, I think, for me, for albums of the year, like that's incredibly impressive. I'm looking forward to seeing what they come up with in the future and how they evolve from here. There you go. All right. Uh, what do we have left? I think it's just our mini reviews now. All right, go for it. Give me your number three review. All right. I actually switched them on us. Switched them. When reviewing... I was like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, these, these are going to be switched. Switch it up there. Yeah. So, like like uh, Tyler was saying earlier this episode and a couple of weeks ago, we're not perfect. You know, even now, like, the mood you're in can affect how you like the music at the time. Yeah. So, what we say, just take it with a grain of salt, listen to the music yourself and enjoy it from there. So, I switched Is He Real and Arizona Baby by Kevin Abstract. There you go. They were originally, like, Is He Real, number three, and Arizona Baby, number two. The little swap-de-swap. All right. Go so, for it. Arizona Baby by Kevin Abstract. Uh, Kevin is known for being different, from, like, laying outside of normality. Uh, and this project is no different. In the first track, he's talking about how much fame sucks, how much he regrets signing to RCA while on a song... Distributed by RCA. It's a power move right there. <laughs> but he is. Uh, he mentions that he's not getting anywhere near as much money as he was or he believes he should. His mum is still working at uh, Sonic, which is a takeaway joint. Uh, he also mentions how people always say he's queer baiting, which is saying you're gay but not talking or being overly explicit about it. That way you can easily target both audiences. Uh, he addresses this by saying... They think I'm a bitch just queer baiting. Quit being a bitch and quit hating. Y'all pump faking. I'm a power bottom like Freemason. Y'all stuck playing that's complacent. I'm cum chasing. There you go. And I can officially say I've, I've never heard a rapper say that they're chasing cum. You have now, mate. <laughs> I can tick that one off. Um, but yeah, like good on him. More, more power to him. I'd, I'd, I liked it. Uh, skip it a song going on to Georgia. This was my favourite song on the album, and it still is. It fucking bangs. I'm going to play it a little bit. So this is the chorus. Like, that's such a nice little tune. Very summery. Yeah, that is that is lovely. In Corpus Christi, he brings up drug abuse, something that he very rarely brings up. Uh, he talks about his mental health in general and hopes that when he dies, people can forgive him for anything he may have done. In verse 2, he brings up Amir, and this was the first time anyone from the group publicly brought that up. And it's one of the most honest lyrics I think I've ever heard. Uh, I wonder if Amir think about me, or what he think about me. See, when I think about me, I barely think about me. I think about the people that surround me and how I let them down. I'm doing that right now by even fucking talking about this. I'm sorry, Dom. Probably shouldn't be putting all of our problems out on the front lawn. Like, that is 100% real. There is absolutely, like, nothing between him 
and the song. Uh, in the next couple of songs, he doesn't really give us too much content-wise, but production is fucking mental. Like in uh, in Use Me, this is at about 20 seconds here. Like it just, it really boosts up like Kevin's vocals as well. It makes the track so much better. Um, Kevin has worked with his producers for a lot of these tracks and you can definitely tell. Um, Peach is a similar sort of vibe to Georgia. It's very summery. There's some lovely little guitars in the production and Dominic Fike, Joba and Bareface are all singing throughout. Uh, American Problem was another track I really liked when I reviewed it. Uh, I'll talk about the third verse because not too much happens in the first two. But he says, I'm stuck in the van with a mask on, thinking about taking my life, but the plan's wrong. And then a couple of, to- a couple of lines later, uh, ninth grade, Tyler was the illest shit I ever heard. Going to his concerts, no mask, singing every word. So the mask he's wearing in the van could either be an actual mask to hide his face or a metaphorical mask that he can remove when listening to Tyler the Creator. Um, then he starts listing a few things he likes, uh, a blouse, uh, his friend, and he said he knows what his principal calls him, the F.A. word. Uh, and he ended the song by saying, I'm just another American problem. Uh, overall, I really like the album just due to like personal tastes. He's a part of Brockhampton, so obviously it's got a very artsy kind of sound. But he just says shit that no one else does. Um, and I actually might change my favorite song on this album to Corpus Christi. Just like the, the rawness of talking about Amir Van, that's, that's something else. There you go. Not many artists are like completely honest. But Kevin Abstract, he's got nothing to hide. All right, hit him with your number two. One. And then I'll do two in a row, and then we'll save do, our number yeah, ones. Yeah, number ones. Okay, I like that. All right. So Is He Real by IDK. Uh, one thing I really liked this album for was how well it was constructed. Like, everything tied in together all throughout the album. Um, like, it wasn't just, like, verse to verse in the same song. There were several running themes throughout the entirety of the album, and almost everything had a reason to be there. Uh, at that point, taste in music doesn't even come into it. Like, if you don't like rap or that kind of rap, you may not enjoy listening to it, but you can see how tightly knitted this project is and how well it's been constructed. Uh, for example, the opening track uh, in any type of album is very important. Uh, for people like you and I who are going to listen to the whole thing anyway, it sets the mood, the speed, and the context for the album. Um, but for the everyday man or woman the first track has to grab their attention. It has to make them think, what's next? Yeah. Like, I want to stick around and and find out what happens. The first track definitely does that. It's a kid explaining what happens when you die. He's getting super excited, explaining everything. He says, there's a big line. So you're waiting and you're waiting and you wait some more. And finally, it's your turn. So you step up and then you wake up because God isn't fucking real. And it's like a little kid saying this. Yeah. So then you're like, wait, what? And it really catches you off guard. Um, like, yeah, no matter what your taste in music is, that's intriguing. Um, and there's little things all throughout the album too. Like the first track is called, uh, Cloud Blue, but without the E, so it's B-L-U. And then the third track is the E in blue. Like that's what it's called. It's a spoken prayer from DMX talking about faith. Um, so if you think about it, it's really fucking cool because the first track, the E is missing. Yeah. And then, yeah, the E in blue, what's also making, yeah, that's like what's missing in the first track, the E. 
Um, what's also missing is what DMX is talking about, faith. Because he's talking about, wake up, God isn't fucking real. Like, yeah. that's missing from the first track. I thought that was, like, really well done. Uh, the second track, the one in between them, has him talking about how he's drowning in the chorus. Uh, and then during the third song, The Spoken Prayer, you can hear IDK in the background struggling to stay above water, which also ties into what DMX is saying about having faith. Um, like, it's just everything ties into not only one other thing on the album, but usually several different things. And I don't know if you remember me saying this about the album when I reviewed it, but I said it once it gets about halfway through, the quality sort of drops off a little bit, which is why it's, it's not number one. Um, like, if it was this high quality all the way through, it'd 100% be number one. Um, but I'll just point out a few more highlights throughout the album. But the, the first sort of sort of six tracks is definitely the peak. Uh, the transition from Alone to 24 is just fucking good. I did play this a lot when, um, when I reviewed it. So this is the end of Alone. Start of 24. That's a bloody good transition. So shout out to him for that. I don't even know what he looks like, I just realised. Like, that was one of my favourite parts of the album when reviewing, just because like, how flush it sounds. Um, also from 24 uh, to the next one, Lily has a, a cool one. Uh, I don't know if he meant to do it or not, but at the end of 24, he says, run it back. And then at the start of Lily, he's got like a tape rewinding sound effect. That is cool. As if he's literally running it back. Uh, most of the other highlights throughout the album aren't of like high quality. They're more just surface level. Like it just sounds good or it's hard. Like um, at the start of Porno, he says, the Bible say beating my dick and killing is equal, but that don't add up. Because uh, the, uh, the amount of times that I milk my shit, I'd probably be considered cereal. That's, yeah, that's high quality. Uh, in I Do Me, You Do You, he's just talking to Tyler, the creator, about what he believes in, trying to figure out if God is real or not. Uh, Tyler just believes you can believe in whatever you want. doesn't have to be a religion. Uh, but he's still trying to figure out if God is real or not, and I would say that he's slowly coming over. Uh, he's still super skeptical because he ends that track um, with telling us today that a man built Noah's Ark it's just as crazy as us telling the cavemen we built robot bitches we can fuck. There you go. Uh, so he's basically just saying it's, it's ridiculous. Um, a couple of tracks later on European Skies, he's talking about a discussion that he had with a pastor. And in my opinion, it again shows an interest in like learning about religion and wanting to be a part of it. But he still has doubt. Um, they say seeing is believing. Well, I don't see an angel nor demon. I demand explanation. The pastor says, for what reason? Well, pastor, your theory lacks reason, meaning. When I ask Google the question, even Siri lacks speaking. It's semen. The sperm traveling to the egg makes more sense than Adam and evenings. Your, oh, than Adam and evenings of gospel. Your books speaketh of birth, but don't speak of the fossils. Which is really cool, and I really like the double Eric Andre's got there, like more sense than Adam and Evenings. Yeah, like that's that's hard. That is fucking clever. Um, after a few more lines, he starts pointing out some flaws in the story of religion. 
Uh, there must be a lot of room in heaven because only a baby is pure. So maybe we're born there. Maybe the division of religion would cause us to be torn there. Earth is so dirty. We come from the dust and the dirt from the earth. Earth is so dirty. We're told not to love worldly things, but we come from the dirt of the earth and the earth is so worldly. So at this point, he's not only doubting it, he's also seeing plot holes in religion's explanations for things. But yet he's still expressing interest. Uh, the transition from European skies to no cable sounds so fucking bloody good. I'm going to play that as well. Uh, European skies here. So this is the end of European skies. Start a no cable. Like, how does he do that? That's very talented. No Cable is definitely a highlight of the album as well. It's about society's short attention span to fixing problems. Everyone just jumps on one thing for a month or so, then completely forgets about it after they move on to the next thing. Like, how huge was Coney 2012? Pretty big. He was never caught. Never and like, I can say it's been years since I thought of him. Um, he points this out in a really clever way on the chorus. Uh, he was just a drug dealer. Record wasn't clean, so we see him as a thug neighbor. And then, like, a, a reporter comes in. Police describe the shooting victim as a known drug dealer. Change the channel. He was just a crazy man. He blew up the school just to say mother, just to motherfucking say he can. Reporter comes in. Students evacuating with their hands up. The suspect in the mass shoot. Change the channel. And he's just jumping in there saying, change the channel. And it changes to another sort of, like, social issue that we need to to sort of pay attention to and to fix. And he relates our short attention span to literally just finding something good on TV. Um, while it doesn't directly relate to religion, like you definitely could sort of put a bit of a spin on it and say that, like, why has God made these problems? Like the whole, you know, why did you give a baby cancer type of argument? Um, and for those of you out there as well, this isn't me saying this, this is just my understanding of what IDK is saying. Uh, the last two songs are about his childhood and his mum. The last track specifically is about losing his mum, which isn't directly related to religion again, but in a, it could also be spun in a way to relate to it. Uh, they are absolutely beautiful songs, though. Uh, at the end of the last track, he's got a little spoken word outro. He asks his friend to describe a colour without using other colours. Now, I'm not going to get into this discussion with you because we disagree and you're wrong. What is it? But I wasn't paying attention. That you can't describe a colour without using other colours. Yeah, you can, mate. I'm not getting into the discussion. Mate, now. it's been proven, mate. I'm not I'm, getting into the discussion. Mate, it's been proven, mate. I'm not the one coming up with it, mate. I, I read something about it, mate. Anyway, he's talking to his friend and he says, describe a colour without using another one. His friend says, I can't do that. Then he brings up the classic, is my red the same as your red? Because you can't describe colour, you're sort of just like, that's red. So that I've always just been told, that's red. Like, I just take it at surface level. I can't, like, ask any more questions about it. Um, and, yeah, we could just be seeing completely different things. And then he, at the end of the track, um, and the whole album as well, he ends it with, if we're not advanced enough, like society, humanity, whatever you want to call it, or technology to say that, like, to know if we actually even see the same colours, then how can we say there is no God? So there was never any conclusion or decision on whether or not he believes God is real, and he has since tweeted that there was no conclusion because it's not time for a conclusion. 
But considering he said, how can you say there's no God rather than how can we say there is a God makes me think that he's sort of leaning towards believing in something. But it's a great album. I love how beautifully constructed it was. Everything tied in with another thing. It was, yeah, compositionally, the quality is fucking top-notch. So that easily deserves number two of the year. There you go. All right, well, my two albums are going to be African Giant by Burner Boy and Mm -hmm. Let the Sun Talk by Marvy. But I'll get into... Uh, African Giant by Burner Boy. Now, Burner Boy is someone I actually heard of this year, but I do know that he's been doing big things in the Africa, specifically West Africa, um, and the UK scene. Um, like I said before, the number one song this year for me was Location by Dave, who is a UK grime artist, and yeah, Burner Boy. Um, so when I heard that this album was sort of getting a lot of traction, I was like, oh, I've heard of this guy before. Mm. Let me listen to it. And I really did enjoy it. And it's just sort of like Afro pop, sort of dance hall, sort of like all that sort of reggaeton, um, reggaeton, reggaeton. I'm not really sure how you say that word. There's no E on it. So I think it's reggaeton. I'd say reggaeton, yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a really great album. He has some really great features on here. Georgia Smith, Jeremiah, uh, Manifest, uh, Damien Marley, Future, and YG, and a few others, but they really did well, and they really came together to create this really nice piece that's very summery, very vibrant, bouncy, um, and uh, and some of these songs aren't even in English. I'm assuming they're in some sort of African language. I'm assuming he's Nigerian. I don't know if Nigerian's a language. I don't know if they speak like a different language, because you know how like there's oh, no, no Brazilian idea. language. Yeah. They speak Portuguese, so maybe they do um, in Nigeria um, speak Nigerian. But I really like the way that he starts this album off on the song called African Giant is just really great, really catchy, really invites you in. I love this genre of music. It's just so happy, you know? Yeah. Very, um, it's like island vibes, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it reminds me of like... Very tropical. Like, um sort of Caribbean, walking down the streets, you know, you got your shirt open, yeah. and it's like hot, you've just been to the beach. Like, that is what... Like Lilo and Stitch kind of shit. Oh yeah, Lilo and Stitch, there you go. <laughs> um, I really like... the th- My three favourite songs are with three sort of mainstreamish artists, uh, Georgia Smith, Future, and YG. So I'm going to play those three, um, uh, and then another one that I really liked with just him, and then I'll move on to my next review. So this is uh, this is the one by himself. It's called Wetin Mango Do, and it's just I just like the sound of it. Wetin Mango Do. Oh, it sounds so good. Where's the chorus? I love the chorus. It's coming up right here. Wetin Mango Do. Great. Wetin Mango Do. Great track that one. Then we have Gum Body. Great track. My favorite on the album is the one with Future called Show and Tell. I did put it in my... What, what ranking did it get? Let me look that up right now. If something is all holes, is it, is it even a thing? All holes? Yeah. Yeah, like a sponge, mate. Or like a croc. But that's not all holes. There's still some of it there. If it's all hole, it's not even a thing, is it? 
No, well, then there wouldn't be holes in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> this can't so, have a hole. There's nothing to have a hole in. So, if my book though is like all holes, then it's you not there have... and it can't have a hole in it. Exactly. But so. it's also all holes. No, that's just stupid. <laughs> Alright, this is show and tell, which was number three. So all of the songs do sound quite similar, but they're really great, um, really enjoyable. If you want to change your pace, definitely go check this out. Like yeah. I said, third favorite album of the year, definitely deserved it. And congratulations on Burner Boy on that achievement. Yeah. All right, then I'm going to move to Marvi. What a great album. I happened on it by chance. Great album. Marvi is coming of age. He's, um, he's finally realizing around like what is happening around him he's sort of learning about racism about the structure of america learning about the troubles of growing up as a black young man in today's world um and especially as a musician he's going through all these struggles going through um family issues relationship problems all of these things put into an album and it's just really well done really cohesive uh sounds a lot like earl sweatshirt mac homie um uh, standing on the corner, guys like that. So if you definite, if you like that type of music, you'll definitely like this. Guys like Mike um, and stuff like that. So definitely check him out. He has worked with El Sweatshirt um, as well. So if you do like that, like I said, go out and check it out. Um, I'm not going to touch on this one too long because I did already review this. So go and check that out. Um, Rob will put a link in the description. That's a good idea um, for the full review. But I'm just going to read a verse or a, a few lines from my favorite song. So, um, okay. So this is out of I, I and I nation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. The difference between a neighbor like me and a hundred million is a couple years had to knock the line and out of her ribs to let some loving in. Ooh. I've been justifying crisis lived from writing couple hymns, laws that abide concerning family, a covenant, Trauma I survived, done left me planted, ain't no buckling. And then later on, hard, you know? yeah, later on down, he says, um, I stay, I stay calm and guided through the qualms to reach the subtle shit, but I still got anxiety. Your calls leave me tunneled in. I got overlying, underlying where my heart is. I got puddled pride and troubled eyes because I'm an artist. I've been close to morgue, underscoring where my mind was. I've eloped before in other corny shit to find love. Um, and then later on in the same track, I really like the, um, yeah, this line here. He says, um, was out in Baltimore, unfinished business like the Ravens, dog. Fuck your comment, dog. Go drop a four and make that pain dissolve. My cousin hit the walk. You missed the stain. We looked the same and all. And I'm walking with the thang that keep the plane from taking off. Oh. Got a creep on a stain. You in the station with the law. Everything on him was fake except his chain. We took it off. I ain't seen my dog in days. We blow a quake to stay involved. I done took a condom off for woman Satan wouldn't cross. Neighbors get to popping off because they adjacent to the boss. Mad they hanging on my name. We ain't getting paid. I brush them off. That is hard. That is hard. Definitely go out and check that album. Like I said, it's a coming-of-age story. Definitely great. But let's get on to your number one album, which was... The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. All right. 
All right. So Wobian Corday is a 22-year-old male who, for only having, having one album out, this one, is a very solid rapper. Uh, the Lost Boy is an album based on self-reflection. He wrote it for himself, but he hopes others can use it to improve upon themselves. It starts out on wintertime. Beautiful little beat here with like trumpets and shit. Nice little vocal sample. And when Corday comes in, he snaps. We all got skeletons in our closet from a shady past. So obviously a little reference to M's cleaning out my closet there. With a little double Eric Andre with the shady past. Yep. You know, Eminem is shady. That's, I that was quite clever. Um, the track's basically him just showing us like what he can do. And there's some good-ass content in here. He's got some like, nice flows, wordplay. He's got a few lines that sound really cool. Um, Whoever said shit was easy forever lied. I mesmerized how simple decisions can jeopardize. When Martin Luther King cheated and stared in Coretta's eyes, this is lyrical exercise. Told my idols to step aside. That is hard. Uh, he also mentions previously struggling with drug addictions. Uh, he says he's rapping like he's got something to something to prove because motherfucker i do so i like that he he kind of like he obviously recognizes that it's his first album but he he has to put in the hard yards now to make a name for himself um i like that it just shows like motivation a lot more uh have mercy it's just a hard track with like a, a flute melody and he's snapping just to show he can like he goes off in verse two um he really speeds it up as well uh loose lick Loose lips sink ships, Cameron, pink drip, that is my fashion. Uh, Street Lord is just like a little skip, it's like just over a minute in length, and he's just singing the first four lines of Have Mercy. And he's actually a really good singer as well. I, I do want to play that. Like, this is the boy with a lisp. He's so talented. Yeah, he, he only sings a few times in the album. I don't know if it was just so that he could concentrate on rapping and show everyone that he's like worth something in that respect. But I am looking forward to more projects from this man. I'm hoping he does sing a little bit more. Uh, Bad Idea features Mr. The Rapper and the only good thing he's done all year. There's a couple of like good lines from Corday that just slap. Uh, it, this one actually it really shows how fluid he is. It's got like two rhyme switches in it. Uh, heart pure, never tainted with fame. Straight ahead, I'ma stay in my lane. Never switching courses, life's amazing, shit is gorgeous. Looking at the bigger picture, portrait, and I smile wide. Perform the crowd, and the song, and the crowd cried. And uh, Chance is also pretty good. I won't really quote anything, just because he doesn't have too much that slaps. But his thing is like, uh, it starts off... I've been around the world four times looking for parking. He's got like that, that, that funny voice. voice. Yeah. Uh, but no, he, he was pretty good. Like that's, it's a, it's a low bar, but it's the best thing he's done this year. Um, and Corday sings in the chorus in this track as well. One of the genius comments made, made me laugh. It was in all caps. This neighbor can sing. That, that, that gave me a giggle. Um, Thanksgiving is a song about him bringing a troublesome girl home, and the chorus fucking slaps. Um, the next track features Anderson Pack called RNP, short for Rich Neighbor Problems. I didn't really like this one too much. I thought Anderson flopped, but the two of them do have good chemistry together. 
Broke as Fuck is one of the hardest hitting bangers I've ever heard. It's got like six producers on it and it just fucking goes. Like, I love just like the deep piano keys. This is hard. That's some heavy shit. A thousand words is about how sucky social media can be. Like, you know, the classic picture's worth a thousand words. Uh, he's got a few cool lines in the first verse. Um, these aren't like in the right order. There's other lines like in between these. I've just cut all the fat and kept the, the best juicy bits. Um, I think we all want to be a little Instagram famous. Deep down inside, nobody really want to be nameless. Sitting on this phone for hours, feel my brain getting rotten. But what's really important is such a silly distortion. We all stuck in this matrix trying to hide our misfortunes. Which is a very mature way of looking at it. Uh, and in the second verse as well, he talks about guys just trying to flex anything they can to make it look like they have more money than they actually do have. Uh, these neighbors capping with lies, how they capitalize, creating their own perceptions. What a massive facade. Uh, he also mentions how crazy brands are getting using the internet, which is true. Like it's it's pretty wild what they're doing. Um, the next track, Way Back Home, I think really shows how big this fella's balls are. Like this boy here got a title assigned feature and was like, nah, I got the chorus. Just at first is good. Boom. Like, for bloody tight all sign. That's wild. Uh, skipping forward a few songs, Nightmares Are Real features Pusha T. Uh, for context, Corday has the first verse and starts it with, I can tell you how I first started in this rap shit. Um, Pusha's verse was actually the only collab on this album that didn't happen in person. Everything else was done like in person in the studio. And Pusha actually responded with this verse in only three hours. So Corday said, like, here's the song. And three hours later, Push was like, here's my verse. Boom. All done. Uh, Family Matters is a beautiful song that, like, it has to be written by someone who's like 45. There's no way a 22-year-old man here has done this. Um, I got an auntie who'd be raising her daughter's kids. She's 46. One is one, one is two, others four and six. Baby daddy ain't really with that supportive shit. I come to town iced out with the foreign drip. I got another cousin, she the same age as me. Our lifestyle is completely different and basically, her baby dad beat her ass, what I hate to see. Her black eye as I cried, it's a daily thing. Here I am, chasing dreams, ignorant with bliss, worrying about plays and streams. Craziest part is, they don't even say a thing. He does talk a lot more about the fucked up shit that his family is like going through. Uh, he knows that his auntie's husband is cheating and he's got another kid out there somewhere. He's got a drug-addicted cousin, another aunt who's a prostitute. And he ends verse 2 with, Because I've done been through a lot, my family goes through worse. Crying on this airplane, how I wrote this verse. They be suffering in silence, now don't tell me... Oh, they be suffering in silence, they don't tell me a thing. All they tell me is, neighbor, go excel in your dreams. And that is just some beautiful writing. It's incredibly mature for someone so young. And he shows like a lot of promise. He ends the entire album by saying, Rappers is jokes, I'm a musician. None of these neighbors want smoke with me. So hopefully my flow will breed some rappers with actual potency. Spit hot lava erode this beat, my God. Which is fucking hard. Like this, a lot of songs in the comments that I've been reading 
so many people saying this man's different. Like, I don't really know what it is. He's just different to other, like, rappers. Like, I know I've reviewed a lot of albums from, like, classic drip things. Like, Lou the Human, for example. He's got a song about, like, mental health and, like, family shit. But there's just something about this guy. Like, the level of maturity, I guess, where he's looking at a situation, you can just tell, like, he's he's got a lot of potential. Like... The fact that he's only 22 and this is his first ever album, like, where's he going to go from here? Like, I I cannot wait. So, IDK's album is probably better, but contextually, this one is better. So, yeah, I cannot wait for more projects from this fella. He 100% deserves my number one spot. There you go. So, who got your number one again? Tyler, the creator. Oh, yeah, of course. On, um, Igor. Igor. Great album. Like I've said before, I'm not going to go on this one too much because I did review it already, but definitely the best album of the year. Potentially could have been tied first last year too with uh, Kids See Ghosts on Kids See Ghosts. Um, I think that this album is just a perfect um, look into Tyler the Creator's mind. He's, he keeps this so tight-knit. He's talking about this same... Um, person, it's believed to be a man throughout this whole album, um, and it's just such a a great look into um, like a spiraling madness of someone that's in love with someone that they can no longer have. The start of the album sort of talks about uh, him being with this person and that he's with them sixty forty time because someone's with them another portion of the time because he's sort of cheating on Tyler or they're not cheating but they're not exclusive. Yeah. Where he can be with these two people at once. And one's a girl and one's Tyler. So we assume that this is a man um, because they talk about uh, taking off your mask, which means like you're hiding behind, yeah. like sort of either being straight or you're just sort of not telling anyone that you're um, bisexual. Yeah. And that you're you're behind this mask and that it's not Halloween anymore. You can take your mask off is what Tyler says. That's pretty cool. Um and it's just a really great album and I think Frank Ocean's really good at this at just evoking emotion and sort of uh portraying it out there, um projecting it rather out there for everyone to just sort of latch onto. And when he talks about um no longer being in love with this person because of all the pain that he's been through and that he he still wants to be friends with this person and how before he was head over heels in love and now he just is almost numb, like he can't feel any pain. And mm. everyone can sort of relate to this uh, if you've ever been in a relationship that's gone wrong, that like how obsessed he was with, with this person and how yeah. uh, he would do anything for this person and when they were gone do anything to get them back and he just wants someone to be with and that he's just got this unhealthy obsession and attachment to this one person and he knows that it's unhealthy and obsessive but he can't let go and that's a really great story to be told throughout a whole full length album it's like 45 minutes or whatever it is great album 10 out of 10 for me favorite songs on there are earthquake um New Magic Wand, and the one with Kanye West, which is called Puppet. Uh, three really great um, songs, but the whole album is a 10 out of 10. There's not a song I would take off. All of them interlink with each other. It's none of this 
just random songs throughout, which I think a lot of albums are these days. No one really consistently, not even the greats can consistently keep mm. one theme throughout and Tyler did it so well here. So congratulations. Thank you, Tyler. Your album, Igor, is my number one for the year. I'm looking forward to see what you can do next year. If you release anything, Flower Boy was 2017. This was 2019. Maybe we're going to have an off year from you, but yeah. we'll see what happens. So I believe that's us for the year. I think so too. So, episode, so Yeah, shout out to all the winners. Congratulations for all the hard work that you've put in. We'll it be taking your interviews been paid off. Uh, in the new year. So <laughs> be sure to get into contact with us and drop a comment down below, Tyler, <laughs> YBN, all of those people. But that's it. Yeah, yeah, that is. That's weird. All right. I'm not sure I'm liking this. Be sure to tune in <laughs> on Friday's show because we have a big one planned. We definitely do. So be sure to check it out. Hope you guys enjoyed today's show. That's a wrap. <laughs>